Let us all stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord a hand praise all over the building. Praise him. If you know that Jesus is his name, give him praises. Lift your hands up to the Lord like you really appreciate him. Thank him for giving you a second chance. Thank you for giving you an opportunity to be saved. And just like somebody that don't deserve it, you ought to praise him. You didn't earn it. He gave it to you. There's nothing like somebody that know you should have had a life sentence, but Jesus freed you. How much, how much praise would you give to somebody that freed you from a death sentence? Not only, not only freed you from a death sentence, but that death sentence would have led you into an eternal hell. And yet God freed you and brought you out of it. I think you ought to give him praise tonight like you love him. Sometimes we save so long we act like we deserved it, like we earned it. You don't earn this. You didn't deserve this. God gave it to you. And you ought to praise him like that, everybody. I want you to turn with me to the book of Jeremiah 29 and 11. And I want you to give me your undivided attention. Thank God for the water baptism in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the Spirit of God give utterance, and for abiding steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. Thank God for my wife, Sister Coward, in her absence, continue to pray that the Lord will bless her. And we're thanking God for all of our leaders, our board of bishops, and the presiding bishop, senior bishops, and all of the other bishops. We're thanking God for what they're doing, what he's doing for them. And all of the churches that are in revival and praying in this first part of the year, we're praying that God will continue to bless them. Sister Danielle, again, it's good to see you tonight. Sister Upshaw. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. My message tonight is your failure has not changed God's plan. Your failure, you may be seated, has not changed God's plan. I have continued to preach 
what God has given me for this hour and this time because he knows where the hearts of people are and what people need to hear. And I'm watching the response of backsliders, people coming back to God and trying to get the frame of mind that it's okay to come back to God so God can restore you. And a lot of things are going to happen this year. I'll be talking about these in the revival, but it is going to, con it's going to take and it's going to pull and push people back to God, people who have struggled and been away from God. And the church has to be ready for receiving and the receptacle to accept what God is bringing back and want us to get a new mindset. Matthew chapter 10 and 1, and when Jesus had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. These are the name of the 12 apostles. The name of the 12 apostles these. The first Simon was called Peter and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican James, the son of Alphaeus, Levinus, whose name is Titus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into the city of Samaria, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is in hand, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you receive, freely give. This is a very powerful scripture that shows of the empowerment and the authority that God gave the original 12 apostles. He gave them power to heal the sick, power to raise the dead, cast out devils. You don't get any higher than an apostle in this earthly realm. God had given these men everything that you can give to humans as far as it is a spiritual position in the earth. In fact, in Matthew 16 and 13, he has even given Matthew 16, let's start in 16 and 18. I say also unto thee that thou, Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, thou, uh, I will bind in heaven, and whatsoever thou loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Not only did he give them power, but he literally gave Peter the keys to heaven that nobody could enter into heaven without the authority of Peter at that particular time. And he actually told Peter, told the apostles in Matthew chapter 18, now he gave the keys to Peter, but then he also gave them 
keys in, in Matthew 18, 18. And whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Gave them that authority. Then a promise in Matthew chapter 19 and 28. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that he which have followed me in this regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in his throne of his glory, ye shall sit upon 12 tribes, 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Not only that, he has made them a guarantee that when I enter into heaven, I enter to my kingdom, rather, that you will all be sitting on 12 tribes with me, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. You've got the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You've got power to heal, raise the dead, cast out devils. And power that you'll be sitting on this throne with me. When all of the world is gathered before God. Amen. There will be 24 men who sit and judge this world. Amen. Twelve of them are these original apostles. And twelve are the ones that came after but I want you to see these men are given a promise. But something drastic happened after they had been empowered, after they had been given this authority. In Matthew chapter 26 and 56, you with me tonight? But all of this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all his disciples forsook him and fled. And that is a powerful verse of scripture because we have seen these men who were empowered, seen men who have gotten promised to sit on the throne of God, of the throne with him, and seen men who have the keys to the kingdom of heaven leave God left and forsook him. Now let me tell you something. If an apostle backslides, a member can backslide. An evangelist, a deacon, a minister. But after all of this power and all of this authority, they've all went back. Go with me to 57, 57 verse. The rod Get verse 57. Uh-huh. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Cephas, the high priest. Yes. Where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Uh-huh. But Peter followed him afar off. That's why this Peter followed him afar off. Unto the high priest's palace. Yes. And went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Yes. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus uh -huh. to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though... Let me share with you how Jesus must have felt to have sat down for three and a half years with a group of people, fed them, took care of them, healed their mother-in-laws, raised the dead, walked on water, Stayed in ships with them. Stayed in the woods with them. Suffered with them. 
raised Lazarus from the dead with him, and at the very last, Jesus died alone. Every disciple forsook him and fled. I like to say this because I want us to understand, too, that if people will forsake Jesus after all he did, they will forsake you. And some of the hardest things to do in life is to restore relationship with people that have not been there for us when they should have. Sometimes it's not lying. Sometimes it's not deceit. But sometimes it's just people forsaking us in a needed time that causes us to hurt so bad that we don't want to have anything else to do with them because at the time someone died, you didn't even call. Or at the time, you know I was in need, you didn't respond. And it causes us to throw them away. I don't want to have anything else to do with you because when I needed you the most, you were not there. And we have to learn how to restore relationship with people who were not there when we felt like we needed them. Jesus couldn't depend on them when he was dying, when he was going through the worst moment. And in Matthew chapter 26, Matthew 26, you can hear the 26 and 36, you can hear the anger. Well, not necessarily anger, but the frustration of the hurt. As he has called these men that he's given everything to. I've given you power. I've given you authority. Isn't it amazing sometimes the people you give the most to are least grateful. And it's amazing when you give them so much and you ask them for something so little and they can't give you that. Jesus gave them power, gave them keys, and all I'm asking for is one hour of prayer with me at my lowest point and I can't depend upon you to be there. It hurts. It's painful. And Jesus went through this. Matthew 26 and 36. Read. Then cometh Jesus with them yes. to a place called Gethsemane. Uh-huh. And saith unto the disciples, yes. sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Uh-huh. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Uh-huh. Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. Mm -hmm. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. I want you to see the level of disappointment that Jesus receives from these men back to back. Matthew 26, I'm asking you to pray and you couldn't pray. 
And then Matthew 27, I watch you all literally act as if you don't know me in front of everybody else and leave me to die alone. Jesus. I watch that. You see this? First, a disappointment at prayer. Then a disappointment when I'm going through my uh, biggest moment, you allow me to die alone. You allow me to suffer alone. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Can you lift your hands and say thank you, Jesus? In fact, Jesus says to them, I know that you don't really know love me the way you say you love me. I know that you're not deep as you say you are. And there are people in our life that we know that they're not where they're supposed to be with us. In fact, there are people that are with God that know that you're not at that place that you need to be with God. In fact, whatever they did, Jesus already knew it was in them. Go to Matthew 26 and 31. Uh, 26 and 31. Then said Jesus unto them. Uh Uh-huh. All ye shall be offended because of me. Every one of you are going to get offended because of me. This night. Uh Uh-huh. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Uh Uh-huh. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Uh Uh-huh. Peter answered and said unto him. After I am risen, I'll go before you in in Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Uh Though all men shall be offended because of me. Peter is having a conversation with him. Though all men shall be offended at you. Yet I will never be offended. I will never be offended. Jesus said unto him. Jesus said unto him. Verily I say unto thee. Verily I say unto thee. That this night. This night. Before the cock crow. Uh Thou shalt deny me thrice. Jesus told Peter, you're not deep as you think you are. Before the cock crow thrice, you're going to deny me. You're going to claim that you didn't even know me. But yet you talk with me and walk with me and act like we're together. But at the end of this journey, you're going to even deny the fact that you know me. And just as Jesus prophesied in the book of Matthew chapter 26. Are you with me, saints? Matthew 26, amen, and verse number uh, 65, read. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying... He has spoken blasphemy. Yes. Though further, what further need have we of witnesses? Yes. Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, he is guilty of death. Then they did spit in his face and buffeted him. And others smote him with the palms of their hand, saying, prophesy unto us, thou Christ. Who is he that smote thee? Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came to him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, Yes. I know not what thou sayest. And when he had gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, and said unto him, and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath. Yes. I do not know the man. I don't and, know him. And after a while came he unto, came unto him, they that stood by, and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Mm-hmm. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. 
And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He went out and wept bitterly. And I want to say this and show this to you. Although Peter has denied him, I don't know you. Peter wouldn't pray with him after Peter failed and didn't do and hold up to what he should do as a man of God and stick to Jesus. There was a bitter week within his soul. He was hurt that he had disappointed the Lord. Now, I want you to get this so you can understand. Not only did he disappoint the Lord, but he's died. And there's a lot of people who are dealing with things that they never were able to clarify. You got a husband, a wife, a child, a family member that dies when you're at odds. And never able to clarify that issue? Oh, what pressure was on Peter. In fact, the pressure was so strong on Judas that it caused him to kill himself. The guilt of not doing what you're supposed to do. In fact, let me, let me share with you this. Let me, let me give you this to you. Are you with me, saints of God? In, 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 in Matthew 27 and 1, look Matthew 27 and 1, read. When the morning was come, yes. all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Yes. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Uh -huh. Then Judas, which betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. And brought again the 30 pieces now, of I silver. Now, I want to show you something because I want you to understand. All repentance don't reach God. Because Judas repented. And many people don't see this. Judas would repent for what he did. He was sorry for what he did. But yet, he couldn't come to the grips because he was in the wrong place around the wrong people. They were religious, but they couldn't restore. They were priests. Listen to what he said. Read. And brought again the 30... Uh, uh, go back and, and read uh, from one. Read one. Uh -huh. When the morning was come, yes. all the chief priests and uh, elders of the people yes. took counsel against Jesus yes. to put him to death. Uh -huh. And when they had bound him, uh -huh. they led him away yes. and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Yes. Then Judas, uh -huh. which had betrayed him, yes. when he saw that he was condemned, yes. repented himself. Uh, uh, when, when you feel a condemnation on you, it's important that you go to the right people because sometimes the thing that you've done and the thing that you, they condemn you and God don't want to condemn you. He wants to convict you. Conviction makes you repent and change. Condemnation makes you feel like there's no hope. And people who are not spiritual can't restore you in that state. That's why the Bible says, if a man be overtaken in the fall, ye with your spiritual, restore. He repented, but he went to the wrong people. Right. 
You have to make sure in the church that when you're falling or trying to get back to God, that you surround yourself around the right people. You can't get around some people so weak that they bring you down, and you can't get around some so deep that they kill you. Some of y'all hang around the weep that say, it's all right, let's do it again. And then you hang around them too deep that say, oh, forget it. God will never uh, uh, forgive you and bring you back. Judas was around spiritual people. And this, this is the importance, too, of understanding your need to be around people. There are people in the church who are just loners. They're not connected with anybody. And I do know that, 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 that everybody in the church ain't good company. But there is a place that you get that you need folk to help restore you. There's a restoration that you can't do by yourself. The Bible says if, any among, if, 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 if a brother be overtaken and fall, ye which are spiritual. Well, you know you weren't spiritual because if you were spiritual, you wouldn't be where you're at. So you find somebody that's spiritual enough to help you bring you to that place. Judas went to the high priest and the elders, read. And repented himself uh-huh. and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the Not chief priest. Not only did he repent, but he brought the money back. He tried to get a refund, read. And elders uh-huh. saying, saying, I have sinned. I, I have sinned. In that I have betrayed the innocent I'm blood. I'm confessing it. I'm repenting about it. Read. And they said, they said, what is that to us? What is that to us? See thou to that. This is the attitude of some people when it come down to people that are coming back to God. That's your problem. That ain't my problem. What is that to us? That's the attitude. And we got to make sure that we don't have that attitude when people are coming to God. That's not my problem. That's you and not me. Every saint of God has a responsibility to each other. Somebody say hallelujah. My God, can you lift your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Go back to the book of Matthew now, 28. I want you to see something in the 28th chapter. And although the disciples have messed up, they've run away from God. They've done the most horrible thing that somebody could do. If they wasn't there for Jesus, and not only did they do that, Peter lied and cussed and said, I don't know him. I mean, he looks at him as if I don't have, want to have nothing to do with him, don't associate me with him, I, don't connect me with him. I don't know him. But Jesus' attitude towards them when he got out of the grave, he didn't change not one bit of his relationship. Go with me quickly to the Matthew 28. Amen. 28th chapter and the first verse. In the end of the Sabbath, uh-huh. as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, yes. came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to the sepulcher. Yes. And behold, there was a great earthquake, uh-huh. for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven yes. and came and rolled back the stone from the door now and listen, sat upon the it. The angel 
came and rolled back from the stone. Uh huh. His countenance was like lightning. Yes. And his raiment white as snow. Uh huh. And for fear of him, the keeper did shake and became as dead men. Uh huh. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Now, now listen. The angel is talking. Fear not. I know you seek Jesus who are crucified. Now, the women, they're seeking him. The men have forsaken him a hole and have done what they shouldn't do. But look what he says. He is not here. He's not here. For he is risen, he's, as he said. He's risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Uh-huh. And go quickly uh -huh. and tell his Wait, disciples. But these are the people that just did me wrong. These are the men that just say they didn't know me. These are the men that sat down, but go quickly and tell his disciples, I haven't changed my word about who you are. I haven't changed your position. You know, when people do us like that, we don't want to deal with them. I don't want to see them. First thing I do when I get out of the grave, forget all of them. Come on, ladies. Y'all, was. come on, let's go. Let's, uh, let, let me make y'all apostles now. Y'all come on with me because they wasn't there. But he said, go quickly and tell those same people that was not there that I'm looking for them. Sometimes we get this thought that when we fail God, that God's not still looking for us. And that God changes his plan in our life. This was a good opportunity to change plans. He had every opportunity to get somebody else. Amen. You know, I looked at, and there were people after Jesus died who was much more loyal to him than the disciples. First, let's look at these ladies. He never gave these ladies positions. They never had authority. They never had power. He gave that to all the men. I'd have went on if it was me. I'm telling you, me, probably honest, the way I'm thinking about it. I'd have went on and told the ladies, y'all go and preach. Y'all let them stay home. I'm going to change the position. Y'all apostles now. Amen? Y'all go ahead. I'm going to take care of this. I'll give me somebody else. But according to the Bible, give me quickly. I want you to give me quickly John 19. John the 19th chapter. John 19. And I want you to get, and this is important to realize. Jesus had, get John 19, 39. And there came also Nicodemus. Yes. Which at the first came to Jesus by night. And brought a mixture of myrrh and uh -huh. aloes. There was Nicodemus. Now, let me, let me give you this. When Jesus died and was put in the tomb, none of the disciples did anything concerning his body. The two men that you would least expect, Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, and the rich young ruler are the ones that took care of his burial. One provided the tomb, hallelujah. One went and came to anoint his body. Amen. Look at the book of 
John 19, pick up where you were. John 19 and get verse 38. Read. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, yes. being a disciple of Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for, the, for fear of the Jews, yes. besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Uh-huh. And Pilate gave him leave. Uh-huh. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. Jesus was hanging on the cross, and nobody even came to claim his body. The 12 men that I have followed me, and I, done, I, didn't, I didn't have Nicodemus with me. I didn't make Nicodemus no apostle. I didn't give Nicodemus no power. And you left me in the morgue by myself. Nicodemus came and begged. Let's, can we at least give him a decent burial? Can we at least have a good funeral for him? Are y'all with me, saints of God? I wish I had witnesses here. But he ain't changed his plan. I, I want to help you because there are some people in your life that have not been there for you. Don't cut them off because their mindset may change later. And they, those might be the real people that are in your life. So don't cut people off because they haven't matured enough to be faithful. I haven't matured enough to understand relationships and to understand your value. They didn't understand the value of Jesus when he walked to earth, but later they could understand him. So many of you all have cut people off that really don't know your value, but later they may get it. That child may learn out later what a mother is. That mother may learn, find out later what a daughter is. See, with age and maturity, wisdom come. So you say things when you're young and ignorant. And sometimes even parents are stuck with things that their children have said when they were young. And holding it because they said it when they're 16. But they're 33 now, and so they realize what they said was stupid, but you're still holding it against them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I got, to, I got to give you what God gave me. They told you when they were 16, they couldn't stand you, and I'd rather be with my daddy. And 40 years later, you still mad at them because they made that statement. When they mature, they look at things differently. Many children, many people, many saints have said things and even done things, but we have to realize where they were when they said it. Not just where they were, but what condition they were. Peter said it out of fear and anger. Sometimes people say things out of anger and fear that they really don't mean, but we can't get past that to restore the relationship. My God, I wish I had somebody who could give God a praise. Hatamashanarabasata. It had to be painful to see his body. Because Jesus is watching this to see that body hanging. Nobody claims it. You left, left me hanging? How are you dealing with people that left you hanging? 
Are there people in your life that have left you hanging just like they left Jesus hanging? Nicodemus came. Read some. Read. Come on. And there also came Nicodemus, uh-huh. which at the first came to Jesus by night. Yes. And brought a mixture of myrrh uh-huh. and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Yes. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen cloths with the spices. Who wrapped Jesus' body? Nicodemus and the rich young ruler? The one that went away sad when Jesus told him Sell everything you got. Later he got it. Not Peter who he let walk on the water. Hallelujah. I wish I had some witnesses here. That's sometimes what hurts you the most. Y'all got to hear me now. If you say, my own mama wouldn't help me. She wouldn't keep my kids. I had to call a friend and sometimes look like my friends are better than me than my family and the people I give the most to they, and, and it makes you upset. I shall have who I are. Nicodemus is a secret disciple. Shows him he left me mad and sad. Hallelujah. I never took him on the mountain of transfiguration. Boy, that thing boils you up when you see what you did for your child and how much you put in your own child. They have a party, won't even invite you. Come to church and speak to everybody else and walk up to you like they don't even know you. We got, we got people who, are, who are treat other people outside of them with the relationship that they should have with you as a mother a daughter, they have it with other people and don't have it with you. Y'all with me? I got to give you what God gave me. But my job is not to cut them off because there's going to come a time that maybe that maturity is going to click in. That's true maturity. Is seeing people from the long distance and seeing what they're going to become and not where they are. Jesus says, Go back to Matthew 28, and I'm about to go here, Matthew 28 and verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the woman to the women, uh-huh. Fear not ye. Fear not. I don't want you to fear. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Now, I know you're seeking Jesus. The disciples ain't here. As a matter of fact, you got to go give them the message. I, I love y'all, and I thank y'all, but y'all got to go tell my partners. Y'all got to go tell my disciples. You mean you're anxious to go speak to people and get a message to people that are not even here? I, I, I haven't changed my plan because I gave them power. I gave them authority. I gave Peter the key. Let me tell you something. There are some of us when God invests something in you, he won't let your failure take you down because he puts something in you. And I'm convinced 
The only reason some of you all are saved and the only reason that God has brought some of you all back because he invested something in you. He had put power in the apostles. He had given them the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he said, listen here, ain't about, it ain't about you. It's about what I got in you. I put too much of work in you to let you go down. Sometimes people wonder why I'm so adamant. Hallelujah. Don't change anything in my sight. I'm, why I'm so adamant with saints and members and why I pastor running behind them. Why I pastor? Because I done put 20 years of Bible study in you and laid hands on you and spent time with you and put, oh, see, you if a member, you may not understand that because all you did is smoke them and come out. But there are people that I labor with. It's something when a woman that had a child and travailed with that child and went through with that child. That's why when the police arrest them, and say there's a convict. That mama say, I don't say what you say about my child. I don't care what crime he committed. That's still my baby. And God is saying, I don't care how much you messed up. I labor too much on Calvary. I bled for you. I died for you. I suffered for you. You're still mine. There are some things in life. Glory to God. Give me some volume here. In my speaker, hallelujah. There are some things in life that you have suffered enough for. Hallelujah. That you have went through enough. That you say even though I ought to let it go, I just ain't going to let it go. Some of y'all have got in relationships. The man has been nasty and things don't work out. But when you think about how much you've been put in it, you say it's just too much to let it go. And I think God said Calvary is too much just to let you go to hell. Dying and bleeding and suffering is too much. That's why God won't let you go. That's why God won't turn you loose. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Put volume in my speaker. Hallelujah. So when they got through, after they had forsaken him, I think Jesus thought about it. I spent three and a half years with them. I put too much in them. Hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them, God has put too much in you. Hallelujah. To let the devil take you out. Glory to God. He's put too much in you just to turn you loose. So, and I want to tell somebody that's about to give up on your child, you prayed too hard to just turn them over to the devil. You, you sought the Lord too much. I know the devil telling you because they're giving you hell. They're giving you problems. They're giving you trouble. And sometimes you just want to wash your hands. But don't wash your hands. Get on your knees and say, Lord, I, I done prayed. I done had the saints to fast. I done had, and you got to get that way about your own self and say, Lord, I done went too, too much to turn back now. I've been here too long just to give up now. I've suffered. I've cried. I've held on 10 years, 12. I can't just turn around and give up. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can somebody say hallelujah? Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise. And tell somebody you've been through too much to turn around now. Glory to God. Can you put your hand together and give God praises? 
Somebody ought to put them together and give them praises. I want you to reach over and grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and tell them God ain't going to let you go that easy. Hallelujah. Tell them he ain't going to let you go that easy. Mm-mm. See, you are in a relationship where God has put some investment in. Glory to God. Some people can just walk out. Hallelujah. This girlfriend and boyfriend stuff, you can just get out and walk out. But when you, praise the Lord, are married and you got some children, you got property together, you ain't going to just break up. You're going to have to go through something. You're going to have to go through the court. And the Lord said, I didn't just touch you. I gave you the Holy Ghost. I gave you a ministry. I gave you power. And if you think you were just going to walk out on me, you got another thing coming. You're going to go through something. I'll put you on your bed of affliction. I I'll take your house. I'll take your car. I'll shake you up. I'm not going to just let you walk out of here. And so if you thought you were just going to get up and walk up on God and you just because you didn't want to be saved, the Lord said, this ain't about you anymore. I done put my gift in you. I done put my power in you. And you think you're going to go out and use my stuff? You're going to come back to me? Peter, you can't break up with me. You got my keys. Hallelujah. You got my keys. You got the key to my house and talking about leaving me. And all you other fellas that I done gave you power. And besides all of that, I got a reservation for you in the new Jerusalem. And 12 seats with your name on them. Now what I like about it, I didn't give you those seats because I didn't know you would fall. I didn't give you those seats because I knew you wouldn't mess up. In fact, I told y'all the night before you did it, all of y'all going to forsake me. Praise the Lord. But I didn't change your seat. And I didn't ask for the keys because I'm a redeemer. And I want to tell you, before you messed up, God knew you would mess up. Before you backslid, God knew you would backslide. But he didn't change the seat. He didn't take the keys. And he didn't take the power. I'm waiting on you to come back home because I'm going to save you. I've invested in you. I believe there are some people that are backslidden that God still got their seat waiting. You know what surprised me about the prodigal son? His daddy didn't do like some of y'all and went and said, he ain't gone, he gone, and took all his clothes and threw him away. His daddy didn't go and take all his shoes and threw him away. He wouldn't let nobody go in the boy's closet. He wouldn't let the brother get rid of his clothes, wouldn't let him get rid of his shoes. In fact, he had the calf waiting for him. I think, by the way, we ought to have some clothes waiting on some backslider that's coming back. My God, ought to have some shoes waiting on some backslider that come back. In fact, you ought to have a seat waiting for your child that's coming back. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at somebody say, don't throw away the clothes and don't 
throw away the shoes. A backslide is coming back. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. I wish I had somebody that can praise the Lord and tell the Lord thank you. Look at the excitement of Jesus. In Matthew 28, look at the excitement. Not only did he say go, but in 26 he said, and go quickly. I want you to move in a hurry. I want to see them fellas. I want you to go quickly. How quick are we to respond to see people who've done us wrong? Jesus said, go quickly. Tell my disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you in the Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. But that wasn't enough. And they departed how? Quickly from the subculture with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples the word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. They're going and running to go tell the disciples. And Jesus met them and said, all hell. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. So the ladies got a hold of him first, got on his feet and worshiped him. But he's doing something that he doesn't normally do. I'm getting worship, but I'm not really into the worship. I got a conversation. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid, go tell my brethren, but they're worshiping you. Yeah, I know you're worshiping, it's good I've got out, but go tell my brethren. Your brethren? Yes. But they're, they're worshiping. But listen, it's good, but I need you to go tell my brethren. Brethren? That just wouldn't pray with you? Brethren that forsuck you? Brethren that lied? Go tell my brethren that they go into Jerusalem, they go into Galilee, and there they shall see me. Fine. What do you do when you go see them again? You fuss them out? You cuss them out. You take the assignment. No. What's the next word you see in red? Verse 11. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. What? You ain't going to fuss me out and cuss me out? Why did y'all do this? Why did you? No, not now. I just want y'all to know that I haven't changed my assignment. It's almost if the relationship had never been damaged. Because God wants you to understand something. There are people in your life that are going to not be there for you. If you cancel them all out, you're going to miss the opportunity for some of the greatest people of your life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is over. The next book is the Acts 
of those same men that were not faithful. From Acts on back, they got it. They picked it up. Sometimes you all look at me because back and forth, over and over, people come in. Sometimes people don't understand when people come and get saved and come to the church and the tolerance of them coming. Oh, he was saved last month. He went back again. I see the potential of what they're going to become in maturity. There is a time with a baby that you have to change that baby every day. But oh, there comes a time that that baby don't mess no more. And that baby now starts ministering back to you. Now what we see. Acts 1 and 2. Read it. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles. 26 verse. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Acts 2 and 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, uh-huh. men and brethren. Let's stop there. And I'm going to go further, but let's stop there. What have they had been counseled out? They said unto Peter, the key one that lied and cussed and said, and the rest of the, the assignment didn't change. I'm saying this to some of you now. There's some of you that have struggled all your life to live for God and struggled all your life to get in that place with God and the devil is beating you up and saying, but you ain't going to never get it together. You ain't going to never get it right. You'll never be that woman of God that God wants you to do. You're just too messed up. You just keep, I'm saying to you, God has not canceled your assignment. And one of these days, just like the apostle, you're going to straighten up. And just like, just like there was a part of their story, then we're going to be able to write. We're going to have some, some information on you. I see some of you now that had a tough time trying to become the woman of God, a man of God that God wants you to be. I see some of them that all their life struggled with habits, homosexuality, drinking and smoking and all of those things. I watch you, Tisa. There's a struggle and battle. And you know, saints, I watch them look at you funny. I watch you. You had your issues, your fights. And, and you've been open about them. But look at it, leveling off. Boy, ain't none seen a saint that was wiggly, wobbly, and then after a while. Now, these same men show you their level of maturity. Please, please, 
Bear with me. They couldn't take nothing. They couldn't go through nothing. Was afraid and timid. Amen. But in Acts 5, hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm closing, but lift both of your hands and say hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you that you have a counsel my assignment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody lift your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to reach over and tell somebody, God's not through with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts 5. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You with me tonight? I think somebody ought to just praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. And tell somebody, God still has plans for your life. Oh, glory. I don't care where you've been, what the devil has said, God still got plans. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing to know that after everything you've been through and every fall that you made, every mistake that you made, that God is still saying, I can still you. You, you forsook me, you went back on me, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to use your gift. That doesn't mean there's no purpose for you. I still got a purpose. Hallelujah. 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 Tell somebody, don't counsel me out because of my story in Matthew, or my story in Mark, or my story in Luke, or my story in John. My story ain't through yet. We got an ax coming. Sometimes people are too busy looking at your Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're not looking at your ax. We got an ax coming. Glory to God, somebody. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Talex is an axe preacher. Amen. Last thing we saw when you were gone, you just fell off the map and just went back, but come back and axe. He preaching now. Got a family. Amen. Amen. Shambria is an axe. Amen. She left and stayed a while as a baby, but she come back, got a husband, came back with somebody with her. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. I wish somebody could praise him and say thank you. Listen, you better read the whole Bible. Don't just stop and, and close with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's an axe coming. There's a restoration coming. There's a day of Pentecost coming. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen, princess. There's an axe. I watched some of them grow up in the church as little children and went back, and you didn't think they had anything. You didn't think they had anything. You thought they just had fallen off the map. But God said, no, I still got plans for you. You go to Texas if you want to. Listen, God is saving from one end to the other. He went and grabbed somebody from Texas and went and grabbed somebody from Fort Lauderdale, grabbed somebody from the east, the north, the south, and the west, went down. Listen, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't you count me out because I've got a purpose. 
Oh, bless the Lord. Grab a hold of somebody and tell them God ain't through with me yet. Amen. Tell them God is not through with me yet. God still got a purpose in my life. I think you ought to praise God that he wasn't through with you. Praise God that he had something in you. Praise God that he had a work for you. Can you say hallelujah? Glory to God. Can I get a witness to give God glory? And to give God a praise. And tell somebody the plans haven't been canceled. Oh, hallelujah. It must have felt good. Amen. When Mary them got to Jesus, got to the disciples. Because I think if I was them, I would have been home wondering and worried. If I heard that Jesus had gotten up. Amen. And they didn't have cell phones at that time, so you can't look at it in, in our mind. Amen. I imagine when the women came down and told him that we just seen Jesus. Amen. Look like everybody all met up and said, what, what, what was he saying? Amen. Because I know he watched me lie and say I didn't know him. They said, we just seen Jesus and he told me to tell y'all to meet him in Galilee. Look at the fear that must have been in their heart. Our God, is he going to kill us? Is he going to rebuke us? Is he going to get rid of us? And I can see, amen, all 11 apostles sitting there pacing the floor. Amen. I wonder what he's going to say to us. Peter saying, well, I guess he wants his keys back. Because I done went down there and act like I didn't even know him. Praise the Lord. I can see the other apostles saying, well, I guess he wants his power back from us too. And they're just walking and tossing. Hallelujah. Silence is coming. Glory to God. Pacing the floor. Thinking about how they responded. Thinking about how they acted. Thinking about how he had fed them. And they didn't do nothing. Thinking about how he made them look good. And gave them the 12 baskets to feed the folk. Thinking about how he let Peter walk on the water. It must have hit him. Well, I guess it's over. I guess he's going to get him some new disciples. Hallelujah. I guess he's going to just put us on the back burner. But Jesus walked in the door and said, oh, pal. I ain't got too much to talk to you all about. But what about what we've done? Oh, pal. You mean you ain't going to mention the fact, man, forget that I already told you we're going to do that. Oh, pal. It's given unto me. And heaven and earth, go and do what I told you to do. The assignment has not been canceled. And I want to tell somebody who's pacing the flow and wonder what God's attitude is about you. Who's walking up, God said, listen, forget all that. Go! My God, I've already forgiven you. And the reason Jesus didn't have a whole bunch of time to talk to them about that, because they didn't understand just before he met them, he had went to Calvary. And when I went to Calvary, all that was paid for. We ain't got to talk about no bill, because I've already paid the bill. I covered when you lied for me, when you lied on me. I covered when you forsook me. That was taken care of Calvary. And God is trying to tell somebody that's placed in the flow, I took care of that on Calvary. Now go do what I told you to do.
is taking care of Calvary. Aren't you glad of that tonight? Somebody ought to give God a praise and say hallelujah. Somebody ought to stand to your feet and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Give him a praise and say thank you Jesus. Say hallelujah. My God, somebody ought to praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Give him the glory. Thank you. Oh, ba 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 ba, shandidi oh ba ba. The devil knows your capacity. He knows your assignment. He knows what God has for you is so great. And if he can get you so tied up that you feel like you have no more purpose in God and God has no more use for you. You have all these people who are sitting down with all this power and all this gift but can't exercise it because the guilt is killing the gift. Listen, things that you have repented of two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, the guilt will still hold you down. Things in your teenage age. And some of you all have people, and I want this is a twofold message, just to let you know how God feels about you and to let you know the response that you're going to have to start doing with others. Because God said, some of your next links are the people who have not been there for you but will eventually be a blessing to you. This gospel that we hear now, and what we hear now, the day of Pentecost, all of these things were from people who had forsaken him. Then God goes and gets somebody who killing the church, persecuting the church. <laughs> and that don't make it no better. And said, now, I want you to preach. I want you to do it. But he's in the middle. God could have got anybody. Why are you going to get a killer? A church killer. Let me give you this. The church had to know how to accept Paul for the greater good. Because what you don't realize, Paul had killed people in the church. Stephen was killed by Paul. Stephen's wife, which may have been a widow in the church, his children, and other saints that was affected by what Paul had done. In fact, when he got ready to get saved, Adonis talked to the Lord and said, uh-uh, get Acts chapter 9. Yes. Send to your feet, Acts chapter 9. 
Stand on your feet. Keep playing, musicians. Stand. Nine and eight. And Saul arose from the earth. Yes. And when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Yes. And he was three days without sight. Yes. And neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. Uh -huh. And to him said the Lord in a vision. The Lord said in a vision. Ananias. Ananias. And he said, uh -huh. behold, here am I, Lord. Now listen at me. Listen at me. Saul had just had uh, 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 um, Stephen killed. Just had him killed, and then God saved him. And then I go down there to Ananias. Now you just, if, if you done just killed Sister Tisa, you know, and you talking about the Lord, you come out next Sunday talking about the Lord called you to come to church looking for me, I don't know if I want to see you. And they was afraid and think, think he would really say. Read, uh-huh. And the Lord said unto him, yes. Arise. Arise. Go into the street, which is called Straight, uh -huh. and inquire in the house of Judas yes. for one called Saul yes. of Tarsus. Yes. For behold, he prayed. Yes. And had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in uh -huh. and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Uh-huh. Then Ananias Listen, answered. Listen, Ananias said, Lord, Lord, I have heard. Wait a minute. I done heard about this fellow. He talking to the Lord. I've heard. By many. By many. Of this man. Of this man. Wait a minute. So then he was the conversation of the church. He was the, com we've heard the saints been talking about him. The church know about him. I've heard by many. Uh-huh. How much evil? How much evil he have done? He has done to thy saints. Uh, to thy saints in Jerusalem. I, I don't heard how many people he had killed in Jerusalem. Read. And here he hath authority from the chief priests. And I hear that he's got authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Uh huh. But the Lord said unto him, uh -huh. Go thy way. Go thy way. For he is a chosen he, vessel. He done kill everybody. He done messed up, killed folk. But he chose him. Now I want you to see this. Go with me to Acts 8. Eight and verse one. I'm about to go. I got one more after this. Read. And Saul was consenting unto his death. Uh -huh. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. And made great lamentation over him. Now, wait a minute. Saul done got one of the seven deacons killed. And the church done just had a funeral for him. And the next chapter, God talking about he saved. 
And we done just had Deacon Stephen funeral. And now you talking about going praying for him? Read, uh huh. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Listen. Come on. Entering into every house. The man is going in people's houses and pulling them out the house and killing them. Read. And hauling men and women committed them to prison. And putting folk in prison. Therefore. Wait, wait, you see that? I want you to see something though. God reminded them of something. Paul reminds us in Galatians chapter 1 and 14. And I'll be through here. And I'm saying this because I want you to see something. And profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation. This is Paul, uh huh. Being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. Uh huh. But when it pleased God, when it pleased God, who separated, who separated me from me. my mother's womb. Wait a minute, but Paul went through this stage that he was killing people, hauling people out the church. But the Bible say God separated him. For that work from his mother's womb. You mean God know you're going to kill people? You mean before I start the killing folk, I was already separated from the womb? He done killed folk. Haul them in prison. And I know what happens sometimes, the devil will tell people even when they get ready to get saved, you done went through so much, you done did too much, God don't want you. Who could do any more than kill saints? Now, if God didn't cancel him out for killing the church and hauling people into prison, he hadn't given up on you. Why don't you stand on your feet, everybody? Let's just come down to the altar. Everybody all over this building, all over the building, I don't care where you're at. All over this building. I'm getting ready to close. And this is this is this is what I want you to pray with me about tonight. You that are here. I want you to lift your hands and ask God to help you to get in a place that you can fulfill the assignment that God has on your life. The plans are not counseled. God just help me to get in a place that I can fulfill the ministry that the devil was trying to destroy. See, this is how the devil works. He can't get the assignment or the plan, but he want to get you so tied up in condemnation or whatever you've done or whatever you do that whenever God get ready to use you, you to condemn to let God use you. That's why he creates falls and problems and habits and temptations and problems in your life so that when you get up to minister, you can't give it your full force because he can always remind you, you can't do this. But lift your hands up with me tonight. Hallelujah. First part of this prayer, we want to thank you, Jesus. Because we have not always been committed and faithful to you like we should be. We have not always been there when we should have. We haven't been consistent in prayer. Many things that you want us to do. God forgive us and thank you for not giving up on us. Come on everybody. You ought to pray out of your mouth with me tonight. I wish, I wish you'd let this thing get in your heart. Let it get in your heart. Lift those hands. Let's pray. Thank you Jesus. Let's pray. All over the building. 
keep playing with this ball. I need some people crying out, thanking God for his mercy and grace. Oh, my Dios. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, cry to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I want you to ask God to help you forgive some of those people that haven't been like they should, been there. Oh, Baba Mothers and parents and sisters, brothers. Oh, Basha, relatives that left you all alone. Come on, oh, Basha. Hey, Come on. Cry to God, Jesus. Open your mouth. All over the building. Yes, Let this message penetrate in your heart. Let it penetrate in your heart. Those that showed favoritism. Let it, God going to mature them. Ah, by shot. Ah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Oh, Come on. Open your mouth. Cry to God. There's still a purpose in your life. You're still usable. You're still usable. I don't care what the devil say. You're still usable. There's still a purpose. Come on here. Come on here. The Lord is dealing here. Hallelujah. Come on. God is moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel it. Let the burden be lifted. Come on here. I'm done so Hallelujah. 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 My God, this thing is working here. God said he's dealing with your hurt. Family. All those hurts, all those scars. He said, let it go. Let it go. My God, somebody praise him. Let it go. Come on. Let it go. Lift your hands on up. Oh, I feel a yoke being destroyed here. Gata. Ma, 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 ma. Ma, 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 ma. Oh, shata bahasha. Oh, yokes are being destroyed. Yokes are being destroyed. Yokes are being destroyed. I feel the power of God here. Come on, reach out. If you let it go, God will do something for you. Oh, bless you. It's healing. It's healing. It's healing. It's healing. It's healing. Emotional healing. My God, my God, my God. My God, hallelujah. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Come on, saints. I feel a breakthrough here. 
I feel a breakthrough. I feel a breakthrough. Come on, bless it. Come on, bless it. Oh, ba 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 ha. All that hurt coming out. All that pain coming out. All that doubt coming out. Shata ba ba ha. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Tell the devil my assignment isn't over. Tell the devil God still got plans for me. Shata. Hey, ba 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 shata. Ba 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 Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Let God dig some stuff up. Let God dig some stuff up. The devil just beating you down and saying, backslide, backslide, just go back, just stop coming, just give up. No, no, I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. I tell you, the glory of the Lord is here. The glory of the Lord is here. I still have a purpose. 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 Tell somebody, I still have a purpose. 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 Glory to God. Oh, Listen here, the yokes are being destroyed. 
over and look at somebody and tell them God still have a purpose for you. Tell them God still has a purpose for you. How many of you believe that? God still have a purpose. You that are seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, lift your hands up. You're seeking.